bless y'all. Listen, uh, there is such an anointing in this room right now. I can feel it. And, uh, you know, I'm just so, I'm so thankful for what the Lord is doing. How many of you know it's easier to preach when the Spirit of God is in the room? Any of y'all that have ever preached, it's like sometimes it feels like you got to make it work. And then other times it's like, man, the Lord is here. Well, I am excited about that because how many of you know it's also easier to catch revelation when the Spirit of God is in the room too? Right? And so my heart is tonight that, that we would be able to catch some revelation. How many of you know some things are taught and some things are caught? My prayer tonight is that we would all catch some things and be able to grow in our faith. Y'all, we have been in a series called Names of God. The names of God and bam, awesome graphic on the on the background here. We've been in a series and it has been incredible. This is week eleven, y'all, and I'm just telling you, there is a church that I know of that has been in this series, a similar series, for two years. Okay, and I'm like, listen, there's a lot of names and there's a lot of things that you can learn from God. Do you believe that? Right, and so my thing is, is I'm not that church that's like, guys, come check out our new series. It's like, dude, we're going to be in a series until the Lord says don't do it anymore, and that's what we are going to do. But how many of you know that when you learn his names, you learn his character? Y'all, when you learn his names, you learn his character. In our American culture, man, I, I, I joked about this one of the first weeks, but in our American culture, we name our kids, and to be honest, there's not a lot of thought process put into it, if we're being honest, right? But, but honestly, biblically, names meant something. Right? Names meant something. And I, just for fun, because I did this a few weeks ago, but just for fun, I have a few names here. And I went through and I was like, I'm going to make sure that none of our people have these names, right? But I found some names that are, they, the Google thing said unusual meanings, right? So Belinda, okay? <laughs> Belinda. Anybody know Belinda? Come on, there's a few. Come on, right? Belinda means beautiful serpent, <laughs> Like, that's the worst, okay? Like, don't name your kid Belinda, okay? I'm just kidding. If, you're, if you know someone named Belinda, I'm not hating, okay? Right? Uh, Cassandra. <laughs> Cassandra means she who entangles men. <laughs> what? Yeah, seriously, don't name your kid Cassandra. Or just be like, Lord, change your name. Change your name. Come on, somebody. How many of you know God can change your name? Do you believe that? He really can. He really can, right? Uh, Cecilia. Anybody know a Cecilia? Cecilia means blind. <laughs> like, wow, you hate your child, blind, okay? Uh, Claudia. Claudia means lame. <laughs> lame, okay? Uh, Leah means weary. Okay, these are obviously all girl names. I'm going to get to some guy names here in a second. Everybody calm down. Leah means weary, okay? <laughs> like, you want your kid to be weary all the time? <laughs> Leah or whatever, right? Uh, Olivia, which is a pretty popular name, means elf army. <laughs> How many of you know an Olivia? <laughs> is there an Olivia in the room? Don't put your hand up. Don't put your hand up. Okay, another name is Molly. Okay, anybody know a Molly? Molly means bitter. <laughs> uh, dude, I should have saved Olivia for last because that was the funniest, right? Molly means bitter. Okay, we're getting on to some boys here. Caesar. The name Caesar, it means hairy. <laughs> Put some hair on that chest, okay? Caesar, okay. Uh, Cameron, okay? Anybody know a Cameron? Come on. Cameron means crooked nose. <laughs> Shepa, crooked nose, okay? Cameron, okay. Caleb, does anybody know a Caleb? Caleb means dog. 
<laughs> I'm like, my God, my God. Okay. All right. Calvin. Anybody know Calvin? Calvin, mean, Calvin means bald. <laughs> oh, there's some bald people in the room. Everybody, <laughs> come on. Come on. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Connor means hound lover. <laughs> what? Sorry, is there a Connor in the room? I apologize, okay. Uh, Blair, okay, anybody know a Blair? It means eat moss. <laughs> I got two more, and then we're going we're gonna to jump into it. Kennedy, anybody know Kennedy? Come on. It means helmet head. <laughs> They're like, helmet head, Kennedy, I don't know. Okay, uh, the last one is uh, Oscar. It means jumping fighter, <laughs> okay. Wow, yeah. Listen, how many of you know names have meanings, okay? And I'm telling you, we said this, you know, the first few weeks, but, but when we were naming our children, we, we took time. And even before our kids were born, we were like, Lord, what do you want their names to be, right? And our oldest son is Judah Eli, which means praise the Lord is our God. Come on, you can't get any stronger than that. Praise the Lord is our God, Townsend. <laughs> okay, wah, wah, right? And then Jonas means peaceful being, right? Jonas, Eli, or Jonas Elliot, sorry, Jonas Elliot, wow, I'm getting my kids mixed up, right? Jonas Elliot means uh, peaceful being, and the Lord is our God, the Lord is our God. And I, I, I said these a few weeks ago, but I felt led to repeat them, but the Hebrew name for Brianna means daughter of God. So cool, right? Come on, daughter of God. The Hebrew uh, meaning for John means Jehovah has given, or Jehovah's gift, or gift from God. The Hebrew meaning for Christina, where's Christina? Did she leave? I just saw her jump. Man, she wasn't here when I said it the first time, man. I'm going to have to say it again, okay? Hebrew, the Hebrew meaning for Christina means follower of Christ. Come on, somebody. Isn't that awesome? When we named Judah, Judah, we named him Judah because we were like, this kid's going to be a powerful worshiper. He's going to praise God. He's going he's gonna to praise God. When we named Jonas, Jonas, we were like, he's going to be a chill, peaceful being. <laughs> Didn't work. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. He is hyper, and we love it. Don't we love it? Come on. We do. We love it. Listen, biblically, names represented who we are. Names represented who we are. Let's Watch this. When you learn his character, you can learn how to interpret Scripture according to who he is. When you learn his name, when you learn his character, you can interpret scripture according to who he is. Have you ever heard somebody say, um, God is an angry God, and if, and if you piss him off, he's going to get you? Have you ever felt that way? Come on, I have seen people walk into church, and they're like, I ain't coming to church, because if I walk into the church, the building's going to burn down. I'm like, bro, you don't know my God, and get out of the, New, or the Old Testament, bro. I'm just kidding. Old Testament is incredible. But I'm like, if you learn the character and the names of God, you actually learn how to interpret Scripture according to what the truth of Scripture is. Do you believe that tonight? What I'm saying is this, study your word. Listen, if you ever hear a pastor go, trust me, it's in there. You don't have to study it. Y'all need to jump ship, leave the building, okay? My encouragement for you is that test everything. We love having conversations. If you disagree, I mean, we'll talk about it. Do you believe that? Because how many of you know healthy, a healthy church has healthy conversations? Do you believe that? A healthy church has 
healthy conversations. Actually, I have a video that I want to show you just to prove to you that, that uh, and you could go ahead and just play this. Go ahead and play it. This guy. You walk in some of them, there's more beards in there than there beards, are out on the street. I'm going to tell you something. Facial hair is not apostolic. However you want to cut it, it's compromise. I don't care if your leader says you can wear a beard, honey. Beard's nothing more than pride. You're not going to be dipped in Holy Ghost oil and run around looking like the world. We don't need beards. We need more oil. We need more Joashes. We need more people in an altar. We need more prayer rooms. We need more people digging into the things of God. You can look in the recipe of anointing. You'll never find beards, Brother Epley. You can look in the recipe of anointing. You're never going to find television. You can look at the recipe of anointing, and you're not going to find compromise. You can look in the recipe of anointing, and women are going to be covering their knees. You can look in the recipe of anointing, and men are still going to look like men, and women are still going to look like women. Somewhere, Joash, you better protect the oil. Look, here, here's, what's so, here's what's so crazy. I don't know what's crazier, the dude screaming like an angry elf, okay? Come on, somebody, you can. Or the fact that there are people that are cheering him on and being like, yes, amen. Listen, y'all, it's easy. It is easy for someone to get up and preach well and, and be an incredible orator and say things in a, in a way that almost convinces you that it's truth. And I'm telling you, study truth. Study truth. Because it's, I mean, I literally, I'm like, I cannot believe it that the, I mean, some of the stuff I'm like, yes, we do need more anointing. But bro, what the heck? We're talking about beards here. Do you see how easy it is to get messed up? It's so easy. And there are hundreds of thousands of people within certain denominations that are like, yes, that's, that's it. And I'm like, if you don't know what the word of God says, how can you interpret what scripture says? Did you hear me? Listen to me. We are citizens of heaven, and Yeshua is our king. That is a fact. And I'm telling you, if we are not getting into what the culture of the word of God says, if we're not getting into this culture, it is super easy to be duped by what somebody else is claiming as truth. Do you believe that? And I know it sounds crazy, but I'm like, look, what I want for our people is to be discipled to where you can translate what Scripture says for yourself. And we are here together, and we are all studying and growing and, and getting closer to God together. Do you believe that tonight? It's important that we know Scripture. 2 Timothy 2.15 says this, work hard. Somebody say, work hard. Everybody say, work hard. That was better. Work hard so God can say to you, well done. This is good. Be a good workman, one who does not need to be ashamed when God examines your work. Watch this. Know what his word says and means. Why are we studying the names of God? So we can know what his word says and we can learn and understand what his character is. How many of you have a zero-turn lawnmower? Come on, somebody. 
It's bra- I'm, I'm bragging about it because, look, I love my zero turn. You know you're an adult when you're excited about a lawnmower, right? Like, I used to be excited about video games, and I still am. I'm not going to lie to you. But, but I get, I'm pumped about our zero turn, right? When we first moved to Knoxville, I didn't have a zero turn. And I, we had this lawn, and we had this horrible push mower. Anybody have a push mower? Some of y'all are jealous, right? <laughs> we had this horrible push mower. The, the thing is, the thing is this, I have, hor- I have had, the first year we moved here, I had horrible allergies, right? It was terrible allergies. And I got halfway through mowing the side of our yard, and I was just like, someone kicked me in the face with pollen. Like, for real, I could not breathe. It was awful, right? So before all of that, we were in, we were in Albany, Georgia, and I met this guy who had, uh, it's called an Echo uh, weed eater. Do you know what I'm talking about? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Echo weed eater. And he was like, bro, don't buy anything else. Buy this echo weed eater. Buy this thing. And it's, you know, it was it was expensive, but he was like, you'll never have to repair it, right? And I'm like, okay, sweet. And I'm sure that's not true. But here's the crazy thing, right? So we're mowing the lawn Saturday, hating my absolute hating my life, right? It was absolutely terrible. But Judah, I got my kids mowing the lawn now. Come on, somebody. That's what the purpose of kids are, right? When they get old enough to drive, like, hey, run to the store and mow the lawn. I'm just messing. But Judah is over there weed eating, and we go and crank it up. And I realized that in, in the time that we bought this weed eater, we actually have never had to get it fixed. I've never had to take it to a shop. I've never had to replace parts on it. And I'm sure it's going to break down someday. But the reality is, is how many of you know, when someone speaks truth, you can test truth. Do you believe that? When someone is preaching truth to you, you can actually test it because truth has outstood time. Do you believe that? The truth of God's word, people have tried to destroy it. People have tried to ruin it. People have tried to corrupt it. But the truth of God outstands all of that. And that's what we're talking about tonight. And I promise we're going to get into the message. We're going to get into it. I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to get really good. Tonight, I want to preach to you, and I'm going to jump forward just a little bit. I want to preach to you from the subject, Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah Shammah. And what it means is the Lord who is there. The Lord who is there. It's found in the book Ezekiel chapter. It's literally the last verse of the last chapter in the book of Ezekiel. And it's Ezekiel 48, 35. It says this, the distance around the entire city uh, will be six miles. And from that day, the name of the city will be Jehovah Shammah or the Lord is there. Listen to me. Jehovah Shammah is about the presence of God. That's what Jehovah Shammah is all about. And in this verse, actually, Ezekiel was prophesying about heaven is what he was talking about. He was talking about the new Jerusalem. And what's crazy is how many of you know when the truth of God is in one place, if it's really the truth, it's going to be all throughout the word. Do you believe that? We don't take one verse and isolate it and make it into something. That theme will be all over. We talked about when when I preached Jehovah Nisi, my God, my victory, or my banner. It's in the Bible one time, but the theme of victory for his people is all throughout the Bible. Right? Jehovah Shammah is in the word one time, but the idea of the Lord's presence being with us is all over the Bible. Listen to me. How many of you know heaven is about the presence of God? 
What's crazy is this, and, and I'm not going to go super deep into this, but literally could do a whole message or series on it. We have some not weird ideas of heaven, but some of us are like, you know, I'm, and I've been there, so I'm not throwing stones. I'm not judging. I'm just saying we're like, man, I can't wait to get to heaven and run on those streets of gold. Or, man, I can't wait to get to heaven and hang out in my mansion. It's going to be so great. Or, you know, whatever it is that's in the word, right? And all of those things are incredible. But can I tell you, heaven is not about gold streets. Heaven is about the presence of God. Why did he say, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there? Why? Because when he's thinking about heaven, he's not thinking about the pearly gates. He's not thinking about all the beautiful things. He's thinking about the presence of our God. Do you believe that? Heaven is about the presence of our God. Heaven is about the presence of our God. Listen to me. Jehovah Shammah is the God of the past, present, and future. Do you believe that tonight? Jehovah Shammah is the God of the past, present, and future. Hebrews 13, 8 says this. Jesus, somebody say Jesus. With everything you have, somebody shout Jesus. Jesus, the anointed one, is always the same. Come on, yesterday, what? Today, and what? Forever. He's the God of past, present, and future. Yesterday, today, and forever. Deuteronomy 31, 8 says this, and he will be leading you. He will be what? With you. Come on, everybody say it. He will be what? With you. He will be with you and he will never fail you or abandon you. Do not or don't be afraid. I have two points tonight and it's going to get real good. Are you ready? Turn to your neighbor and say, buckle up, buttercup. Oh, that was horrible. Let's, well, we'll try it again. We'll try it again. First point is this. First point is this. Jehovah Shammah is the God of our yesterday. Jehovah Shammah is the God of our past. And I'm going to explain it here in a moment. But listen, he was there yesterday for you. Did you hear me? Jehovah Shammah was there yesterday for you. Jehovah Shammah was there last week for you, even if you didn't feel it. What's crazy is both, both two songs tonight, I was like, oh, my gosh. It goes right with what we're talking about. Even when I don't see it, he's working. Even when I don't feel it, he's working. He'll never stop working. Do you believe that? He's there. He was there last week. Listen to me. I don't know how rough your year was. Some of y'all I do. Some of, your, some of y'all's year has been absolutely horrible. But can I tell you something? Look at me. He was there. He was there. He was there. Why? Because Jehovah Shammah is there. Jehovah Shammah is literally Everywhere, and we're going to get into this, right? He was there last year. Ephesians 1.4 says this, even before he made the world. Think about that. Even before he made the world, God loved us and what? Come on, Tiffany's got it. God did what? He chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Verse 5, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him what? Great pleasure. Come on. Verse 6. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong, come on, to his dear son, 
I love that verse. It's probably one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. Because listen, I want you to hear me say this. He chose us before we chose him. I know that's good, baby. I know it is. He chose us before we chose him. I don't know about y'all, but it, that fires me up. It really, really, really does. And, and I, I actually had an illustration that I'm going to push back because of time. But listen, listen to me. Let me just say this real fast. I don't want you to hear me. Actually, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Watch this. Watch this. You can keep rejecting him but he will continue to pursue you. I don't care if you're sitting in this room going, God's not real, he's fake. I, I saw someone's dumb post on some Instagram thing and they were like, they were like, man made God, not God made man. And I'm like, you know what's so dumb? Is it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter because it doesn't matter whether you believe in him or not, he is still pursuing you. My, my, we had an incredible prayer time, uh, prayer training with our, our Leo friends here, okay? Incredible prayer training Friday. Just such an incredible time in the presence of God and just being able to get to chat. And one of the things that, that Bob brought up in that training was a thing called a God clock, right? Everyone in this room has a God clock. And, and here's the thing. God is trying to get you all the way to 12. Am I saying that right, Bob? Right? He's trying to get you all the way to 12 o'clock because this is where you meet God. Here's the thing. If you're here and you're not acknowledging God, it doesn't matter because he's sending people to you to move your clock just a little bit further, right? And that's the beautiful thing about what we get to do here. That's the beautiful thing about being on the prayer team is you get to be a part of praying for people. And whether they believe what you're saying over them or not, it doesn't matter. Because when you pray for people, boom, it moves their God clock. And the goal, obviously, eventually is so that they have healing of their soul, which is salvation, right? But here's the thing. Whether you are pursuing him or not, God is pursuing you. And I need somebody, somebody needs to hear me say this. You can keep rejecting him. You can keep rejecting him. And he's going to continue to pursue you. He's going to continue to pursue you. I can't tell you how many times in my life I am like, I mean, I'm, I'm getting emotional because I'm, I'm even thinking about the times in my life when I absolutely rejected him with every part of who I am. And I absolutely should be dead right now. But by the supernatural grace of God, I'm here and I'm standing before you getting to talk about the love of God and how much he cares for you. And how Je Jehovah Shammah is with you no matter what's going on in your life. And even when you don't feel it, he's still working. Even when you don't see it, he is still working. And he never, ever stops. Watch this. I'm going to say it like this. Even when we reject him, he still chooses us. God, I don't know why I'm getting so emotional, but it's a reality, right? Even when we spit in his face, right? Jesus Christ is literally on the cross. They put him on the cross, and he says, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Even in that moment, he still receives them. John, 1 John 4, 19 says this, we love him. What? Because he first loved us. Because he first loved us. 
no matter what you've been through, I, I, I have heard a lot of y'all's stories. I know a lot of you in this room. But there's a lot of you I don't know. And I'm just here to tell you that no matter what it is that you've been through, no matter how horrible life has, has seemed to suck the life out of you, ever been there? Come on, I've been there, absolutely. No matter how terrible it has felt, no matter how it has felt like God wasn't there, he was there. And I don't have this reference, but you can look it up later. The Bible literally says that he captures your tears in a bottle. He is there right next to you as you've cried yourself to sleep, capturing your tears. Why? Because he cares so deeply for you. He was there. He was there. Um, I'm an emotional dude, okay? <laughs> I am, right? And I own it. I own it. And it's good. It's really good. And it's also really bad, right? Because emotions can, like, beat the crap out of you. Do you believe that? Sorry, didn't mean to say crap, guys. Oh, I said it again. Ah. <laughs> Come on. Come on. But here, here's the reality, right? Like, and I mean this. I said this to our, our, at our prayer time at 4 o'clock. There are days where, where I just feel like, man, I, I want to quit. I, I, you know, and I'm just being transparent. I'm being honest. There are days where, and I remember specifically one day, this was before we were in this building. And actually, I had our team pray for me this morning because this week has been crazy. But I remember walking into the building, and, and Tiffany and I had just had a, man, it was, it was a rough go. Not, we weren't fighting, but we were having a rough go. I mean, not, y'all, we're not, per I mean, we're perfect. We never fight or argue or anything, ever. Come to us for marriage counseling. I'm joking, right? But I, it was just a hard ministry time. And I remember walking into the building, guys, and I just felt so dejected and so beat up. And I could not shake it. I just could not shake it. Normally, I can man up and shake it and get out of it. But I just couldn't. She's like, no, okay, at home, I can't. But in front of y'all, I can fake it all day until I make it, okay? But I just couldn't. I remember we were in pre-service prayer. Bob, you were there. You remember? I was in pre-service prayer, and I just could not shake it. My wife walks, walks up to me, and she looks me in the eyes, and she goes, babe, you got to get out of this. And I said, I can't. I don't know how. Like, I don't know how to get out of it. And I just remember Bob and Tiffany come up to me, and they just begin to pray for me, y'all, in the presence of, Je come on, Jehovah Shammah fell into that room right there and was right there with me. He's the God of my past, but he's also the God of my present and my future. Do you believe that? Here's what's so incredible. Hear me, friends. Hear me. Listen, don't miss it. You can trust God because he's already there. He's already there. Like, why do, why do we say, hear God and do what he says? That's become a phrase around here. Why do we say that? It's so important because if you can hear God and do what he says, he already knows how it's going to pan out. He already knows what's going on. If he says do it, you can take it to the bank that you're not going to die doing it. You're not going to drown doing it. You may have to tread water. doesn't mean it's going to be easy. You might struggle, but he's going to get you through it. Do you believe that? He's the God of our past. He's the God of our present. Right now, some of you in this room, you need to hear that. Because even if you don't believe, it doesn't matter. He's still there. 
There are people that I have been agreeing with and praying with for loved ones and husbands and wives to just come to know Jesus. And I'm sitting here going, it doesn't matter what they say. It does not matter because the Spirit of God is going to give them every opportunity, every single chance. Why do you think people on their deathbed, all of a sudden they realize, wow. And then that clock, boom, to 12. They meet Jesus right there. It doesn't always happen like that. But I'm telling you, even to the last breath, he is seeking after you. Do you believe that? Even to the last breath, he is seeking after you. Babe, if you want to jump up on the keys, you totally can. You're welcome to. I want to I read, read something to you all real quick. A few things, actually, and then, Brianna, I'm going to have you come up and share. Matthew 1.22 says this. And all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Verse 23, look, the virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son and they will call him what? Emmanuel, <laughs> which means God is with us. <laughs> Matthew 28, 18. And Brianna, if you wanna come on up here, you totally can. 28, 18 says this. Jesus came to his disciples I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Verse 19, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, teach these new disciples to obey all of, my, all of the commands I have given to you. Watch this, and be sure of this. Come on, this is a promise. For you, how many disciples do we have in this room? Come on. This is a promise for you. I am with you always. Isn't that so good? I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I'm gonna read one more thing and then we're gonna and then I'm gonna have you come over. You can actually stand right here if you want. Yeah, just so it's yeah. Can we just high five real quick? You're so awesome. Y'all give it up for Brianna. She's amazing. Come on. Watch this. Psalms 23, 6. This is so good. So, so good. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will what? Come on, say it like you mean it. Pursue. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Because look, I'm just telling you, and, and I am so excited, I really am. It doesn't matter whether you acknowledge it or not, he is pursuing you. He is pursuing you all the days of your life. And that's a promise, y'all. Hi. Uh, for those of you who don't, who don't know me, my name is Brianna and I am so blessed to be here. Um, I was at prayer team training this Friday night. It was amazing. Um, while we were there, Bob asked us some questions just to ponder. And one of those questions was, what was your salvation experience like, right? And at first my initial reaction was like, I don't really have a salvation experience because I grew up Christian my whole life. 
I was raised in church and everything, but the more that I thought about it, um, when I was born, I was in really critical condition and the doctors told my mom to prepare because I was going to die. And um, she got the whole church praying over, coming to the NICU and praying over me for days and days. They never stopped. And obviously I'm okay, I'm here. <laughs> but I grew up with this story knowing the power of prayer and knowing that if, if it wasn't for God, I literally would not be here. And I spent my life pursuing Christ. And when I, I had a pretty tumultuous childhood. Um, when I was a teenager, I got to a really, really dark place. Um, I didn't, I wasn't gonna say this, so sorry if it's too heavy, but literally every night I was like praying that God would take me, that I just wouldn't wake up. Um, and it was in a certain moment that I just felt the Lord saying to me like, no, no, I have plans for you. And my grandma's mom, my great-grandmother, had a vision when I was a baby of me singing praise to God in a church. And it just feels so surreal to know that in every single moment in my life, even when I was not wanting to be here, that God was pursuing me, that he chose me before I chose him, you know? And I just want that to encourage everybody because I have been even now in my present, that was my past, right? But he's the God of today and my future. And today, my life isn't perfect. I have a lot of fires going on around me, but I know that God is here and he's with me and his presence can overtake me to the point where it doesn't matter what's going on around me. He's good. You know, he really is. This was a really great word. I hope that you all did catch that because it's huge. And knowing the names of God has helped me to know his character even more. It's been amazing. Y'all give it up. So good. You guys can stand to your feet. You go ahead. Yeah, thank you so much. Y'all, I want to read this to you real quick, and then I want to pray over you and just bless you. Actually, Bob and Liz, if you want to, yeah, come forward. And John and Laura, yeah. I actually wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna do prayer team today, but I feel like I feel like somebody needs it, and um, I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna read this to you, and I w listen to me. The Word of God will transform your mind if you let it. It's all good. It's all good, y'all. The word of God will transform your mind if you let it. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. Y'all do me a favor, close your eyes. 